Welcome back to My Side of the Universe on KOAL 107.3 FM, 7.50 AM. I'm your host, Todd Wilcox, and we have our friends with us today. They're our sponsors. They're our friends, Sue Ann Martell and Darren Tepley. They own the Eastern Utah Tourism and History Association, and they have a new book out called Images of Price. It is amazing. They sent it to me when it first came out. I went through the entire thing the first day I had it. Loved it. There's great pictures, great stories. We're going to have so much fun talking to them. It's going to be amazing. So I'm, I'm broadcasting to you today from a remote location, kind of in the boonies. You can hear some dogs barking from time to time. I'm babysitting a little little tough guy dog. His name's Bruce Wayne. He looks just like Bruce Wayne. He's got bad ears, and he's, and he's black. He's got a tuxedo with a little white shirt in the front. He's a good-looking little boy. He might even bark a little bit for us. So uh, as you know, dogs are always welcome on my side of the universe. And uh, we're going to have some fun today. So stick around. Darren and Sue Ann from the Eastern Utah Tourism and History Association will be on in just a moment talking about their book, Images of America Price, on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. Welcome back to My Side of the Universe on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. I'm your host, Todd Wilcox, and we have our sponsors with us today. They have a new book out. It's Sue Ann Martell and Darren Tepley. You know them as Miss Kitty and Bobcat. They have the Eastern Utah Tourism and History Association, and they've got a brand new book, Images of America Price, and it has some amazing things in it. Um, uh, Sue Ann, Darren, welcome to my welcome back to my side of the universe. Thank you Thank for you. having us. Yeah, this, um, I got the copy of your book, and you were kind enough to draw a spaceship with an arrow pointing down, and I see me in the acknowledgments, and I I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that. I've been acknowledged. <laughs> and you also got a preview of a new art style I'm trying to promote. It's called Five Second Art. Everything must be drawn in five seconds or less. Five seconds or less. I love that. That's what I usually <laughs> call dinner. Um, <laughs> five seconds or less. <laughs> I've been accused of training dogs how to eat. But uh, I'd say for five seconds, that's, that's spectacular, Darren. I, uh, I, I couldn't do that in an hour. <laughs> so good for you. <laughs> Might be very stylized. You couldn't tell what it was. Looks like a dinner plate. <laughs> it it does have a bit of a dinner plate. There looks like there's some meatballs on it, and and maybe a yep. roach in the middle. But I'm pretty sure it's an alien, and those are lights. Um, <laughs> that is a great picture. So uh, we were we were chatting before we started. I I can't wait to talk about all the stuff in price, and and uh, we'll share share some of our our thoughts um on different things in price but i'm i'm curious um i like to talk to people about this year you know what what 2020 has brought to you and 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 there's a large a pretty large spectrum of what people are thinking about 2020 for me personally i i think it's been a great year there's there's been certainly plenty of of obstacles, plenty of bad things. A lot of people have been hurt and that kind of thing. But I, I think it's a fantastic year, and I find a lot of good things in it. What, what's your thoughts about this year? Well, first of all, I think you've been abducted by aliens one too many times because <laughs> really, <laughs> um, 
you know what? It's been it's been difficult. It's been challenging. Um, we have been closed for nine months out of the year. That's Yikes. awesome. Yeah. Um, but it also has. I think it's also forced people to look at a different way of doing things. I mean, even though we say that we were closed from March until just this last week in September, um, we were still going out to the sidewalk and giving out information. We were drawing maps on the top of people's cars and, and, you know, it was just a whole different way of doing things. And, um, kind of, we felt like drug dealers going out, meeting people on the curb and giving them tourism information. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's a little little odd. You know, you're like, come up and knock on the door and, and we'll come out. Hey buddy, want some (laughs) that? Oh, Darren, drug dealers are supposed to blend in, and I, I just can't see you blending in. <laughs> you would you would be the worst drug dealer ever. <laughs> oh, worst. The first day he opened to express my dislike for the whole COVID thing, I dressed up in full medieval armor and wore a plague doctor mask. <laughs> Please tell the me there's a picture of that. Yes, there is. The health department said we had to wear the most protection we could find. <laughs> and that was a female pet gambeson and plate with a plague doctor mask. Oh, I love it. I I need that. Please, please send that to me. Um, text I'm it, never email, whatever like- you Never let it be said that you come to our visitor information center and it's boring because it's not. Oh, no. And, you know, you you don't only have um, somebody there in a plague mask, but you've got a ghost. You've got a cat, um, fossils. Uh, th- there is no reason people should not be in your store every day. They They should visit you constantly. There is a lot going on there. He called you a fossil, not me. <laughs> yeah, you know better than that. Neither of you are fossils, but you have some cool fossils that you sell. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh man, I am I am so disappointed. I missed I missed you guys out there doing that. Um, so yeah, the the year's been weird, and you know honestly, I keep expecting as a sci-fi guy, it's kind of a dream. You know, they they threatened us with murder hornets. Um, I'm expecting like lava lizards that fly and throw up giant praying mantis on us. And, you know, who knows what's next, but <laughs> yeah, that's on your bingo card for November, November. But, okay. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I think we got screwed on the murder hornet thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't think followed that out and it, it's kind of disturbing to me. Yeah. Where'd they go? Where'd they go? What happened to them? Um, the killer bees never quite made it to us either that, that we knew we're going to shut down America in the seventies, I believe. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so just another one. And that's, you know, when you, when you talk about all the things they've, they've scared us with throughout the decades, I, I forget about the killer bees, but I can remember being fairly small and being terrified that the, the killer bees were going to come get me. Right. Yep. Right. But and, what we now know is they're all holed up in a hotel in Nevada. <laughs> They're waiting until 2021. Oh, yeah. 2021. What do you hold for us? Yeah. 
I'm I'm truly looking forward to it, and I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, no more masks. I I am going to run into people that I've worked with for years and not know who they are. Um, right. You know, it's getting a whole new. We have to learn how to identify with just eyes and and eyebrows, um, and it's it's been a struggle for me. You know, with that, um, trying to figure out who I'm talking to and. Um, people are always talking to me. I don't know who they are. <laughs> just, just nod and say, hey, how are you? Um, yeah. No, I've realized I'm half deaf because apparently I lip read a lot more than I thought I did. Isn't that something? Yeah. I, I feel like I've d- done the same thing and I've, and I've struggled hearing people sometimes. Then I get into their space because I'm turning my good ear towards them and uh, get in trouble with that. Right. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird the whole thing is weird i keep thinking we're gonna wake up and go whoa that was bizarre and by the way where was the doctor where's doctor who in all of this <laughs> he should come and and uh you know a word i keep using for this year is reset and uh he needs he needs to show up and help us do a reset yeah you're you're right the the doctor needs exactly. to be here yeah yep <laughs> i keep waiting how did I forget about the doctor? That that should have been my first my first move is to think about the doctor showing up and making things better, and I missed it. I am so proud of you two for bringing up the doctor. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> so uh, you missed out on the smoke. I'm uh, I've been in the northwest for a while and and checking out the smoke, and it's it's like living in a it's gone now, but it was like being in a Stephen King movie. You couldn't see anything. You couldn't breathe. You, you expected something to just pop out at you, and uh, and but there there was as always a silver lining. When when you're just absolutely covered with smoke, and you cough, nobody gives you the you're you're spreading the COVID look. Um, it, it became okay to cough when when the particulates hit about 600. <laughs> Yeah, but but I do have to tell you, we did get your smoke. Um, yeah. We got it here, and the weird thing was, was I could smell the trees still in the smoke. It was the weirdest thing. Wow. Because it was it, like burning completely up. It was just, you could still smell it. You knew, you knew where it had come from. It had come from those nice, big, giant forests over there in the northwest, and, and you could smell it. It yeah. was very odd. <clears throat> yeah, and it's and it was um here there was there was some of that. Now that you say that, I'd forgotten that you could actually smell it. And then, you know, we had a lot of ash falling here, which reminded me of Mount St. Helens blowing up. And uh yes. I lived in Vancouver, Washington when that happened and and I can remember the, you know, just the stuff on everything and seeing you could see the the uh, plume from where we lived and I was having pretty good flashbacks to that time. And, and you like volcanoes. Uh, I so do. You would have been right at home in this mess. Um, when I was, <laughs> I can remember sitting at home <clears throat> trying to convince myself I should study for the finals. I was a, a junior in high school and thinking I, I need to study for these finals. And it really sounded like the mountain was going to go. <laughs> I rolled the dice. <clears throat> School was shut down. I didn't have to take the finals that I would have failed because I didn't. I didn't crack the book. <laughs> so there's oh, always a so silver lining. 
you owe Mount St. Helens a lot. I owe I owe Mount St. Helens big time. My grades were much <laughs> better because of because of her. Um, she lost a lot of her beauty and looked like a snaggletooth when she was done with that. But uh, uh, yeah, she she saved my bacon. I you know what? Now I know why it went off. <laughs> now I do. And and next year when I do my build up that I start in March on my Facebook page about all of Mount St. Helens activity. <laughs> I'm going to put on there that it's your fault. Okay. I will take that credit. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Todd didn't study, and this is what happens. (laughs) This is what happens when Todd doesn't study. (laughs) (laughs) Well, very good. Well, we've just about hit hit time for a commercial, so maybe we'll break away, and then we'll come back, and, and we'll talk about your book and all the all the good stuff that's going on in, in Price right now and, and the surrounding areas. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be right back with more My Side of the Universe on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. Welcome back to My Side of the Universe on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. We are here with our sponsors and friends. Darren and Sue Ann, they have the Eastern Utah Tourism and History Association. They do books. They do tours. They are fun, as you just heard over the last few minutes. They are fun to talk to, and they're always ready, always ready to talk. Um, the easiest way to find them in downtown Price is just look for the, the knight in armor wearing the plague mask, and uh, <laughs> you'll be there. Oh, Lord. So... Tell me about your new book, uh, Images of America, Price. I, you sent it to me. I, I went through it immediately and just had a ball and decided that um, uh, my kids needed it, my in-laws needed it, and so we, we ordered a bunch from you, and, and um, it, it's awesome. I, I do want to, before you start telling us about the book, I want to tell you that I love having signed books from you guys, and, and some of the listener, listeners may not know that the first signed book I had was from Jane Goodall, and I, I only had one signed book for, like, decades. And then I, I met the amazing Jonathan in, in uh, Las Vegas, so I had two. And then I met Darren at the fair, and then I had three. So I put, I put your book uh, in between those two, and, and I just can't not do that. So every book I have of yours that's signed now goes between the amazing Jonathan and Jane Goodall. Um, opposite ends of the spectrum, but but uh, each have something special to offer, and then of course you guys have a lot to offer. So, thank you for for uh, taking that special part on my bookshelf. Well, you know, I'm now I'm just like all flustered because that's some good company that we're in right there. It and really is. Like Darren said, right between monkeys and and magic. So <laughs> hey. Oh my God! That's that's 2021. Magic monkeys are going to descend on us. Monkeys <laughs> and magic. Here we go. <laughs> we are doomed. All right. So now's the part where I shut up and let you talk about your book. <laughs> well, you know what? This is people say. Why do you? You must write books to get rich. No, that that, that no, <laughs> that doesn't happen. We write books because we love it. We love the uh, we love the topics. We love imparting history upon the unsuspecting masses. Well, this is so crazy here; it's unbelievable. 
yeah, we got to share this. We got to share these these crazy stories that that pop up here. But uh, this is our fourth book. Um, we have done. Uh, this is the Images of America series from Arcadia Publishing, and we've done now three with them and one on our own. Um, and Christ needed to be done. Christ needed to be told because most people don't understand exactly how wild and crazy Christ was. And still is, to be honest. I mean, it's, it, it has that quaint small town feel, but there's still a lot of crazy stuff going on there. Oh, absolutely. You're not, you're not going to get rid of it. I mean, this town was built on outlaw gold and that kind of, permeates through everything. Well, also, you know, you tell stories of what happened in the past, and people go, was that today, or was that a couple of years ago, or a hundred years ago? It's a valid point. Yeah. Some it, of those you know, I, I do was doing some research just recently, and I, I read this news article to Darren out loud, and he goes, what year was that done? And I said, I know, right? Because wasn't this just in the paper like two weeks ago? And it was actually in 1897. But, you know. Yeah. Nothing changes. <laughs> the more things change, the more they stay the same, huh? Exactly. Yep. So, so yeah. we, were, we were very excited to do this uh, third book with Arcadia. We've got several more um, online with Arcadia that we're, we're going to be doing here in the next year. Well, there's only so fast I can do all the pre-press. But, you know, the Images of America price, the Images of America is a broad brushstroke overview. We tend to go down the rabbit hole and find the insanity. And so, like, for a perfect example... Price had a DA who was not only well-known for lying about his credentials, but he shot people in the street, shot people in bars, sold his family members off for medical experiments, beat the snot out of kids for walking on grass. Uh, he, a very colorful and corrupt character, and he's got to be a book on his own the way it's going. Yeah. That, I've sold his family members off to for research. Yes. Wow. Sometimes they were living. Yikes, what a charmer. Yeah, you that book, that story needs written. That's going to be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, his most notorious usually he had gunfights at like 15 feet on railroad platforms would unload the gun and he would miss with every shot, and so did the other guy. But the the most notorious gunfight he did was shooting his attacker up the rectum where the bullet lodged in the guy's lung. Uh, okay, I've I've got to say this, I, I can't stop myself. Would that be called a shot in the dark? Uh, right up Main Street, yep. <laughs> <laughs> right up Main Street. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so so the guy he was having a gunfight with just didn't understand the process if he got shot there, did he? 
probably not. <laughs> I don't think it's an attack if you're retreating and crawling get away. a uh, get a medical exam by lead. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, this story has to be written. Please, please put it on your to-do list. We need to know more about this guy. This. This is something. I've I've already made a note of who I want you to contact about a, stri- a script when it's done. <laughs> um, I mean, my favorite gun or my favorite outlaw, Gunplay Maxwell. We just found out that he operated in Grand Junction under the alias of Richard Bliss, private investigator for the Utah Fuel and Company, essentially making him. Dick Bliss, Private Dick, and, <laughs> and I have to say, everyone needs a little Dick Bliss in their life, but usually the wife has a headache or there's some other. Oh, <laughs> and this guy had many aliases, Catamount, um, and of course the other favorite of uh, Captain. William Harry Seaman, who was the president and owner of the Great Salt Lake Shipping Empire, moving cargo via boat from the Salt Lake to the Pacific Ocean. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, no one looked at a map to see there was no waterway, but he got an investment. <laughs> I was going to say, where's this magic river at that gets into there? <laughs> you know that I had a river that took cargo ships? Did you not go to geography class? <laughs> you know, I, I did sleep through a lot of classes, and they may, they may have covered that the day before St. Helens went up, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't aware of this magic river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my lord, that is too funny! I, how do you find these things? Um, you you always I'll have so you. great stories in these books. Where do you find these stories? Uh, our archives, starting with newspapers and reading forward, and I'll let her go into the detail. Uh, finding this stuff is my passion. Um, I mean, the thing is, is is a lot of researchers, and I won't point fingers at at people that I don't care for, but um, a lot of researchers will read the very first thing that they find and go, ah, this is it. It's not, because number one, the newspapers, every newspaper, now this is going to shock you, don't, don't freak out, but every newspaper in the 1800s, in the early 1900s, had a political agenda. Oh. Can you imagine that? Yeah. A news outlet political agenda (laughs) so every single one of them had their own um bias and so you would read an article about an event such as the poor man getting shot up main street (laughs) and one news outlet says you know oh he he attacked the da and he was going for his throat and he'd shot him eight times and blah 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 and then the other one is saying, <clears throat> no, he was crawling on the ground to get behind the bar, and the DA shot him up Main Street. <laughs> so you have to dig for it, and you have to... You have to Wrong word to use. <laughs> okay. 
We'll have to ferret everything out. Um, <laughs> also, the wrong word to use, but <laughs> you have to really. Oh, I'm not going to get anywhere with this. I, um, I think using the term "ferreting it out" is as perfect an example as you could possibly use right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, you 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 really have to to look deeper into the the event. And not only go with the first newspaper you find or the first document you find, you have to go back and, you know, a lot of this stuff made East Coast news. So go see what the New York Times said about it. Go see what, um, you know, the the San Francisco Chronicle said about it. You you just have to to keep searching and searching and searching. And honestly, I think we're guided. Um, Darren and I are guided by something, somebody, something, because stuff falls in our lap that we go, we don't know what this is, but it's important. Uh, for example, in the new book, there is a photograph. Okay, there's a lot of photographs. <laughs> but there is one of a group of men. And I have seen this photograph for years and years and years. Darren's seen it for years. He decided to put it in the book, and we were looking at it and going, okay, this has to be something, but we don't know what it is. So we spent quite a bit of time researching it, and when we found out who the people in the photograph were and what the photograph was about, we went, oh, my. This this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing as to what this photograph represents and all that's going on in it, and nobody knew anything about it. It's just, how did we get pushed to that direction to this one photograph that was honestly if you look at it you just go yeah okay yeah interesting but it's amazing there are times that i say we are led by ghosts to say okay my story has to be old and all of a sudden you have a bunch of newspaper articles in front of you that all line it out yeah that i I get the opportunity, <clears throat> excuse me, opportunity to talk to a lot of authors, and they all talk about research. They don't really, many of them don't have an actual plan. You know, they kind of like you're saying, they they find a thread and just follow it. Um, but I I'm wondering sometimes as I talk to people, um, not with not not you, you know, with the book you've written, and not most of the people I've. I've had on the radio, but other people that are talking about doing a book. And I almost wonder if we've gotten lazy in our research because things can be so easy online that if, if they don't find it in a quick search, they think it doesn't exist and they just leave it alone. Um, Correct. Have you seen that with people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and that's one thing. You can't just do that because um, – and, and this is a pet peeve of mine. Sorry you opened a pet peeve. Um, the, the academia world um, does not allow for newspapers to be used as a first-person source in, in history research. And I think that's wrong. Yeah. Because not only was the newspaper at the time there, okay, they were there, they also put their own biases and their own prejudices to it, and that, too, becomes part of the story. Sure. And an example back to my favorite outlaw again, there was one newspaper that would just rip slander 
and everything uh, against gun playback, Bowen Braffett, who was an attorney here. And it turned out that the reason why the editor was so against them was that there was an ongoing war, and he w- they actually took over the newspaper at gunpoint at one point, ran everybody out, um, and they pied the type through all the movable type on the floor, so it was scrambled. <laughs> yeah, alphabet soup. And they ran off with the encyclopedias right here in Price Main Street. So this guy's response was to take a identity of Mrs. Grundy, <laughs> Grundy. with write slanderous articles and all of that. I'll let you then go. So, so Mrs. Grundy's articles were horrible to this this attorney, and basically, it was flat out libel. I mean, it was just nasty, nasty stuff. Called him the vampire of Carbon County. And then <laughs> she would she would put on the she in bunny ears. See my bunny ears. Um, she would say that he approved this message or he approved this letter, and so she couldn't be sued for it. Wow. You know that that's the story. That's part of the story right there. Yes. Oh man! Uh, so unfortunately, we've we've hit a time again. Uh, we probably better break away for some more commercials, pay some bills, and uh, there better there better be one of your commercials on this. I would hope, and if not, we're going to uh, talk about you right now. The Eastern Utah <laughs> Tourism and History Association. They're on Main. They're you're not on Main Street. You're by Main Street. Um, what's your address we're at, there? We're at 96 North Carbon Avenue. Okay, and easy to spot. Uh, just look for the, the night with the plague mask. And uh, are you right. going to put that in the window? You know, we should. We really should. <laughs> but uh, more importantly, we have new signs. Ah. Finally, new dot approved blue and white signs that are slowly going up. Sweet. So we're no longer yeah. looking for the pawn store. Now we're Now we're looking for you. Correct. <laughs> that is a giant step forward. I am so happy for you. <laughs> yes. All righty. We'll be right back with more Darren and Sue Ann on My Side of the Universe on KOAL, 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. Welcome back to My Side of the Universe on KOAL, 107.3 FM, 7.50 AM. I'm Todd Wilcox, and we're here with our friends Darren and Sue Ann. And during the break, um, because I spoke of them, a murder hornet showed up here, and I had to shoo it out of the, the building I'm in. Uh, made it okay. It, it was in a fairly good mood. It might have been drinking, so uh, I was able to get it out without without incident. And uh, I'm still here, and, and I didn't cry and, and sound like a little little girl. Um, which I'm not supposed to say anymore. That's a microaggression. And uh, <laughs> it's a new world. And, and now we know where the murder hornets are hanging out at and yes. how we got on the murder hornet. They are following me. I saved the world, and uh, I hope I get a ribbon. I'd, I'd like to have a ceremony similar to what happened at the end of Star Wars and, um, and get a nice award Very good. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I can do that. I can, I can, I can pin a, a, an award on your Wookiee suit. Excellent. I, I appreciate that. So, how 
how do people get your book? How's the best way? You've got them at your store. You can order them. That's what I did um, through you. But what's the best way for people to get them? You know, come into our store, visit us. Um, if you are in an area that you can't get to our store easily, uh, as an alternative, you can um, send us a message on Facebook, uh, give us a call, and we can get that book out to you easy. Um, alternatively, you can also go to a major online book reseller that I won't mention, but uh, you can go there. Uh, but you won't get it personalized and autographed like you can from us. Exactly, and, and people want that. You you both have exquisite handwriting. I've got to tell you, um, Darren's <laughs> is nice and, and and block, easy to read. Yours has all the fancy um, twirls. Um, it, fantastic <laughs> reading. Just just seeing what you guys write by hand. Thank you. And you can actually read it, unlike mine. Um, <laughs> when I use a crayon, it comes out pretty good. But if I use a pen, it's hard to read. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so back to back to images of America Price. What what in there do you think people will be the most surprised about when they when they read some of the history of Price that we haven't already talked about that I was totally shocked to hear? The roads were built by outlaws to run alcohol. There's so much. I'm trying to even think. Uh, once again, one of my obsessions is the Lincoln Highway, which was the transcontinental road, like the transcontinental railroad. And for three whole weeks, it was supposed to come from Denver through Grand Junction, Colorado, you know, the I-70 loop up to Price and then into Salt Lake. But a backroom deal with politicians and browning firearms moved the road to the other side of Ogden, and then Ogden backstabbed Governor Spry, so it then became the, um, moved south, and it became the I-80 corridor that we know of, but we're pretty much talking a, God, at least a 50-year battle for roads through Price, and as usual, the politicians in Salt Lake ignored snubbed and backstabbed us so we didn't get good roads. So once again, they turned to outlaws here, uh, specifically Matt Warner, and he used outlaw money, mainly from prohibition and running alcohol, to build up the roads as we know them now. Wow. Yeah, there there was a I, lot of backroom things going on in Utah for for cities and roads and... and uh, I, you know, I just didn't realize the politics involved in things, um, but it's it's everywhere and it's all the time. Yep. Now, now that's his what he thinks people are going to be surprised about. I think people are going to be surprised to learn that Helper was not the only bad town in Carbon County. Um, Price was swimming in brothels, and oh, well, no. that's and, not where you want to oh, swim. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had a we had a mayor, a fantastic mayor named Jay Bracken Lee, who um, did everything in his power to make sure he wasn't dumb. He knew where Price's money came from, and he did everything in his power to the point of uh, making enemies of the other politicians in town and the police force 
and saying we are going to keep prostitution, gambling, and alcohol. And um, if you want me to make some amends, I will say, fine, they can't advertise the prostitutes on the street, but they can advertise them in the second floor windows. Oh. And he really, he really kept it alive. Um, and then he went on to become the governor of Utah, elected <laughs> in a landslide, surprisingly. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he became mayor of Salt Lake after that. So, um, you know, people think that Price was always kind of the squeaky clean agriculture, you know, where all the, the businesses and stuff were. No, they had, and some of the stories of the different brothels are surprising. Uh, for example, some inspectors from the state, when Jay Brackenley was a, a, the governor, inspectors from the state came down and he would keep an ear out for when the inspectors were coming and then he would let his buddies down here know to hide the alcohol, to hide the girls, you know, all of that. So these inspectors came down without telling Jay Brackenley and they went to one particular hotel on Price Main Street and they inquired about a room and the lady behind the desk said, well, everything's booked up for the next 15 minutes, but I can get you a room in 15 minutes if you don't mind if the girl doesn't bath. If she baths, it's going to be 20 minutes. Oh <laughs> you know, standards, you don't, don't worry too much about standards, but that was actually in their report to the state. Oh my God, that is too funny. I I uh, I would hope the answer was twenty, please. <laughs> <laughs> Take as much time as you need. No, actually, they they just said they would come back, and then they went to another one and another one, and uh, uh, some of them were offered rooms for. Uh, 15 minute increments. Some of them were offered rooms for 10 minute increments. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's quite an interesting little report they put out. Wow, that <laughs> that is crazy. You dated one of those hotels when it wasn't a brothel. <laughs> I did, and there was there were some crazy things in that place. I um, I lived there for a for a few months. It was it was cheap, and it was a it was a place to sleep, and and I called it the Booger Palace, um, you know, because I wanted it to be fancy. There was um, when I when I took the room, there were 17 boogers on the wall and ceiling. I was I was able to clean 15 of them off. Um, one one would not scrub no matter what I used, and then the other one was too high for me to reach. So two stayed for the duration, but I I got rid of the other 15. <laughs> and. Uh, Talk he about say, oh my god! <laughs> and it was, you know, there was always something going on there. I uh, I walked up the stairs one day, and um, there was a guy playing bongos and and two naked girls dancing in a little lobby, and uh, they all oh. said hi to me as I walked by, <laughs> and I waved, and they kept going. Uh, there, I'm sure, the brothel. It was done at that time. It, I assumed it was done. Uh, this this seemed more like a party than a brothel. Uh, there was 
there was people running up and down at night, screaming and yelling. You never quite knew what was going on. But, you know, probably the oddest thing about that building is I would, I would be woken up in the middle of the night, 2, 3 in the morning, hearing something like outside my door just sniffing, um, you know, like a dog trying to figure out what, what a scent is. And um, yeah. there was no shadow under the door. I would get up and look through the key, not the key, but the, you know, the, the little um, the keyhole, peephole, yeah, and um, nothing's there. Open the door, nothing's in the hall. Uh, and that, that probably happened three or four times a month. And I never did figure out what that noise was, what it was, what it was coming from. I'm, I'm assuming the place was haunted. It had a great haunted feel. Um, it was, you know, there was, the people there were certainly haunted. Um, <laughs> and then, then there was another, another place that I stayed a uh, little bit out of town. And uh, I'm pretty sure Satan visited that every once in a while. There, there would be somebody outside the, the room um, growling and, and saying things possibly in Latin, possibly in some kind of demon speak, you know, the rock and roll kind of thing. <laughs> that's, that's really fun to wake up to. <laughs> well, the one's heavy metal, but the other one I'm worried about, just that you had a early Joe Biden sniffing ghost. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Thank you. <laughs> I am so proud of you. <laughs> I couldn't be more happy right now. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, now I have to ask, did it, okay, you said it sounded like a dog. Yes. But like a human making a dog sound or like really a dog? Like, it, well, it have been a substitute that was getting amorous. <laughs> it was it was something in the hallway making that noise that I could not see. So, yes, it could have been. It didn't really have an amorous sound to it. It, it sounded more like something, you know, like you see on the horror movie, the werewolf will sniff at the door or something. Um, it, it was similar to that. It was it was outside the door, and it was that kind of thing. I don't know if you could hear me very well, but um, you know, I I had a beagle that would do that all the time when she was when she was on a scent. She would she would get a nice deep breath of air to to see what was going on, and that's that's kind of what it reminded me of. But I never ever saw any sign of anything. Oh my God! I'm really disturbed now. It's out there going. Nope, no children in here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that could have been a yes, an invisible troll or something sniffing. <laughs> oh my! So so considering what I know about the building that you are speaking of, um, and the fact that it is quite oddly decorated inside, yes, in Egyptian. <laughs> um, I, I kind of wonder, God, you attracted Anubis. Oh. It was Anubis. Anubis. Anubis, you know, Anubis, the dog, has the head of a dog. That's it. Anubis was sniffing to figure out who was in there. I can, you know, what I'm picturing right now is is uh, what both of your thoughts, I can I can see Anubis standing there trying to get a sniff and, and Biden behind Anubis sniffing. 
thing I knew about the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the boat, 2020. <laughs> oh, yeah. Way too much sniffing going on there. Oh, as as far as the other one um, in the in the outside of town area, uh, are you sure it wasn't the owner? Um, <laughs> Could have been. Uh, I, I do know the owner, and that sounds plausible. But uh, <laughs> here, luckily, you know, I do have to say that a lot of um, historic things occurred in both of those locations that uh, that are more in the. Uh, murder and uh you know crime arena than than what you would would normally expect so i yeah i think you pretty much had two haunted places there yeah without question um the burger palace or you know if i really wanted to fancy it up it was le palais de bougar and uh <laughs> <laughs> oh i see but, yeah, a sign I, I completely believe something <laughs> Something was murdered in that place. Um, not more than not one. <laughs> yeah. And wow. we were talking before, and and there's there's a slight glimpse of it in the book, and uh, and and we'll give the hint that there's a fire truck involved also. And uh, let me let me see the book right here. Let me let me see if I can uh, give you a page number. Yeah. Narrow it all down. Well. Yeah, absolutely beautiful book. Some of these pictures, and there's a there's a dinosaur track, and and uh, just just a wonderful book. Thank you. Like you say, we'll be expanding on it. Some of these stories have to be told. Yeah, absolutely. I cannot wait for for more. Um, this this has been a blast, um, an absolute blast talking to you today about these things and. And uh, people need to know the the page number. We cannot leave until we know the page number. <laughs> yep. Yeah, page seventy four should help you out. Some. All right, page seventy four, folks. When you get the book, check out page seventy four, and you'll have an idea where Le Palais de Bogar uh, exists. <laughs> yep, that's well. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's got to go on our tours now. The <laughs> <laughs> Palace of the sniffing door sniffing ghost. Exactly. I uh, I am so happy to be a part of what you guys do. <laughs> so unfortunately, we love that you help us out. Yeah, we have we have run right out of time. Is there anything you guys want to talk about real quick before we go off? Uh, you know what? We're back open. Uh, we are Wednesday through Saturday right now. Wednesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, like I said, we've got new signage. We've got signage on the side of the building now. We've got uh, some signs going up on the front in this next week or so. And, uh, yeah, we're just here and excited. And uh, we hope that 2020 ends the damn sight better than it started. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and 2021 is going to be fantastic. We're we're ready to emerge, reset, and ready to go. Right. Right. The doctor will be here. The doctor will be here. Yes. All right. Well, Darren Suan, thank you so much. It is always so much fun to talk to you, uh, whether it's in person or on phone. Uh, great job with the book. Thank you so much for being our sponsors. Um, 
couldn't imagine a better sponsor, perfect fit for what we do here, and, and thank you for everything. Oh, thank you, and uh, it's always great talking to you, too. We have a great time. Without question. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment with more My Side of the Universe on KOAL, 107.3 FM at 7.50 AM. Well, I can't believe it. The fastest hour of the week, my favorite hour of the week, is once again coming to a close here on My Side of the Universe. Thank you for joining us each week. Uh, it is absolutely my favorite hour of the week, getting to talk to you, whether in your car or your front room or outside or at work on your computer, uh, wherever it may be. Thank you for joining us each week. Thank you for supporting our sponsors, Darren and Sue Ann of the Eastern Utah Tourism and History Association. They are great sponsors. Couldn't ask for a better better setup than them. They, they enjoy the same things we do. They do the same things we do. Perfect fit as a sponsor. Thank you so much for for being a part of this show. And uh, what a great book we talked about. Um, you you guys learned some of the deep, deep dark secrets of your host, uh, The Booger Palace. So uh, get the book, go to page 74, get an idea where that is. We're not going to say the name of it because it has a different name now. But, yeah, check it out and see, see what you think. And thank you again. We've got some really fun authors coming up. We've got some other people. It's going to be a good time on my side of the universe so stay with us each saturday uh on my side of the universe on koal 107.3 fm at 7:50 a.m and always remember you matter until you multiply yourself by the speed of light squared then you energy we'll see you next week thank you for joining us on my side of the universe